You're listening to the Music Podcast with Dave and Neil. The Music Podcast with Dave and Neil. Hey everyone, welcome to the Music Podcast with Dave and Neil. We are Daveless this week, unfortunately, but that's okay because I have a very special guest in the studio here at Vienna People and with Heather of Pale Waves. Welcome to Australia, welcome to Sydney, welcome to the studio. How are you? I'm great, thank you. How are you? Good. I mean, you were talking before, you got into the country earlier yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. So, yeah. So for context, we filmed this a little bit earlier, but I mean, yeah, you've, you've come to Australia. Obviously, this is your debut trip here. Yeah. Uh, how is the jet lag? It's actually all right. Um, I'm feeling okay right now. Mm-hmm. But like I said... Last night, it was pretty hardcore. Yeah. It really hit me hard. I mean, the UK is only, what, nine hours behind Australia? Is that right? I think something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And for the, for the sake of present tense, how about that World Cup final, huh? England winning the World Cup. You, you, you don't follow soccer, do you? <laughs> no. I just assumed <laughs> because you're all. British. Come on. I know. I didn't even know we were in the semifinals until the other day. Oh, really? Yeah. But do you know what the whole it's coming home thing is? Yeah, I yeah, of course. about two weeks and I was like, what is that? A lot of people have been asking us about that. Yeah. Well, again, present text. Thank God it came home. Yeah. Because England won, right? That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. But I mean, you, I mean, you are here um, to talk about uh, your new album out today. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us about it. Uh, you know, it's it's our album, it's our first album, so mm. it's pretty surreal. My mind makes noises. Fourteen tracks. It's just honest pop music. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a lot of, I guess, hype around you guys because you know your EP debuted at number one on charts in the UK. Um, you were personally asked by some indie artist, I think Robert Smith is his name, mm-hmm. to come play the festival. There is a lot of buzz around you guys. Did you feel pressure in, in bringing this album out or was this just a natural progress? Yeah, but I think anyone would feel pressure with the first album mm. because, it, you know, it's always going to be so important because it's the first thing that the world hears. Mm. Like, you know, with EPs, it's four tracks, but with an album, that's when you can really explore yeah. all the different personalities to you write in and... We really put everything into this album, so I'm just excited for people to finally have it. Mm. We'll talk about the album more in a second, but like you just said, an EP, four tracks, that blew up the way it did. Mm. Was that a goal? Was that expected? Or hoped for at least? Yeah, definitely. We have the highest hopes and mm. we have, we're really motivated people. So yeah, the EP did amazing and it was received so well and I think people really connect with connected with it like Mm. straight away so yeah it was great it's pretty incredible when you have people like robert smith or the 1975 or dirty hit who you are signed to Mm -hmm. take notice of that right like yeah take take the fan base away from it that itself is cool if robert smith called me up just for anything just to ask (laughs) i wanted to get a coffee that's that's my life that's the bucket list honestly can can you tell me just about in particular that phone call who does Robert call? Does he call you guys? Does he call the manager? I actually don't know the whole process of it. I think he just maybe told his manager and then mm. and then asked to get us to play. So it's just as simple as Robert going, oh, that band sounds cool. That's... I think so, yeah. And how, how was that gig? It was amazing. Yeah? It was just pretty surreal because it was all the original cure fans Mm -hmm. you could tell because they had t-shirts on from years ago and just how they were dressed so it was really nice to play to that hardcore 
fan base of The Cure. It was kind of intimidating as well because The Cure are amazing, so you automatically think, you know, everyone in this audience has amazing music mm. taste, so we wanted to impress. Yeah. Did you get a lot of FaceTime with the band? With The Cure? Yeah. No, we didn't see them. Oh, really? Because we had a festival that day as well, so oh, we had wow. to pretty much get off stage and drive three yeah. hours up north. Do you just leave like a handwritten note and be like, thanks, Robert? Well, set was great. I don't think he was there when we were like sound checking. Yeah. I think he arrived later on. Sure. I did keep my eyes open. So I was like, <laughs> please. Well, I mean, another, another band that we mentioned before that you've worked closely with is the 1975. Yeah. Um, how closely have you worked with these guys and how influential have they been on Power Waves? Well, they did the first two singles with us, Television Romance and There's a Honey, and then we went on tour with them. Mm. Uh, we just got really close friends and they're really great musicians and great people. So... Um, yeah, they're inspiring because they were a band from Manchester, you know, mm. playing to nobody at one point and now they're playing to everybody. So it's really great to see how people can actually do it. Mm. I mean, you've played, you played some shows in, in Sydney and Melbourne, of course, um, and Sydney sold out. Yep. Um, it's, it's been pretty incredible to see in, in such a short amount of time, how quickly Pale Waves has blown up. I mean, you guys are one of the standout acts at South by as well. So you've covered UK, you've mm. covered Australia, you've covered the US. <laughs> Why, where do you guys go from here? The rest of the world, yeah. it looks like, yeah. Yeah. What, I mean, what, what does, I mean, with this debut album, mm. um, you know, are there aspirations for it? Are we going for number one again? Hopefully. Yeah. I want a number one album, definitely. Yeah. That's the dream. Yeah. I mean, 14 tracks is, 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 a, is a fair bit as well. Yeah. I mean, was that a conscious decision to have... I guess, that amount or was it more like, all these songs are great, let's just put them all on there and see what happens? Yeah, we we definitely wanted to give the fans as much as we could, but mm. we didn't want to overwhelm them with too much, so I think 14 was the perfect number. Sure. I didn't want to go with 13 tracks either because it's an odd number. Yeah, and, and tell, me about, um, tell me about South By in the US. South By was great. Yeah. South By, I, we'd never played before, um, but I also I heard a lot about it from our friends in bands and people that have been. It was just like a massive street party mm. every day. How many sets do you do there? I think we did about four or five. Wow. Across how many days? Uh, two or three. Wow. And I had some acoustic performances. Yeah. It's pretty intense going from venue to venue and it's quite chaotic Yeah, because... It's kind of so busy and yeah. people are trying to get set up constantly yeah. and then packed down and ready for the next show. But it was an experience and I had a great time there. I mean, obviously I couldn't get to, to Austin, which was annoying. But oh, no. I mean, for, I mean, from what I've read, you, again, yeah. you guys were one of the standout acts. Um, that was probably from critics. So like, what, were the, what was the fan reaction like? Were you getting massive audiences? Were you getting British people coming to the shows? Yeah, there were some British people. The crowd for The crowds for each show was was really great i think mm. they were full for all the performances and the british embassy i think that's what it was called that show that we did there were so many people on the streets because they couldn't get in mm. like people was queuing for ages so everyone decided to watch from the windows and it was it was Is that a bit daunting when you look to the front like oh there's a crowd here and then you look to the front and there's just some guy staring through a pale window it, it was it was more than just one guy. It was literally a crowd. I just looked at her and was like, this is crazy yeah. that all these people really want to see what we're about. Yeah. And tell me again about the new album because, 
you know, like we said, the EP blew up. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of buzz around you. And I think I think you did, I'm going to plug the music here. You did an interview with themusic.com.au a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And you kind of said there there is an assumption by fans who don't know Power Waves that you are this goth band. Yeah. But, you know, your sound is quite upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, and you said in that interview. It's pop music. Yeah, it's yeah. pop music. And you, uh, the 80s are, are a big influence on you. Yeah. Um, tell me about that. Like, who are your influences from that era? Um... Well, we grew up with our parents playing 80s music. So, mm. like Prince, Madonna, The Cure, Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, that's why we're so influenced, I think, because our parents sort of engraved it into us at such an early stage. And that's our childhood, especially with Kira. Her her mum's such um, a lover of music. So, yeah, we, we both just grew up with that music around us. I don't remember if, if you remember in that interview, you also said Avril Lavigne is a big influence. I love Avril. <laughs> I, I love her first, her first era. Yeah. Like Skater What's Boy. What's the, like the, the early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah. Baggy pants, chains on jeans, yeah. skateboard. So you're not big in new Avril? Is that what you're saying? Mm, I do, <laughs> but definitely not as much. Yeah. Are, are there any bands right now that you guys are listening to that are kind of inspiring to your sound? Moona. Yeah. I love Moona. I think they're great. I love what they're doing, not just musically, but they seem really like really strong women who are who have some really great views on life mm. and um I'd love to watch them live one day. But we're always so busy when mm. they're playing. So they came down to our one of our LA shows. Didn't get to meet them though because they had to jet off, but yeah, I'd love to watch them so live. We, we always get bands and artists in here and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I just played like Coachella. And I'm like, oh, wow, did you meet Beyonce? They're like, oh, actually, no, because like we did our set and we had to leave them. Yeah, in. that's always like, the case. Why isn't it like this badass hanging out backstage and going crazy like they do in the Everyone's movies? just it's always nothing so, like No, it's not. Everyone's so busy. And as soon as you get off stage, someone's like, yeah, you've got to do this now. You've got to speak to this person. Yeah. We're going, th- driving three hours to another festival. So all festivals are just business. You don't get any sweet chill out time. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Do you have like any, I guess, bucket list moments or pinch me moments? Like again, when... Hyde Park, that was insane. Yeah, like... We stepped onto that stage and we were just looking at each other like, how have we got here? Like, we're 23. Yeah. And stood on a stage like this about to play Hyde Park, opening for The Cure. How do you prepare for that? Like how many many people are we talking by the time you get onto the stage? Um... God. I'm, I'm sure you didn't sit there and count. Like everyone just put no, your hand up. No, there was and... a lot of faces. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't exactly, you know, full, but it was, yeah, it was it was packed. I mean, as an artist, um, you know, does that make you nervous or is that exciting when you go out and just see like an endless row of faces or people staring at you from the windows like you mm. mentioned before? Like is that is that daunting or is that that's awesome? To be honest, I find the smaller shows more intimidating because right. – when you're closer to people, they can analyze you more and you can see their reaction on their faces, you know, if they're bored, yeah. if they're looking at the phones. Do you just stop the song and say, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, get away. out. <laughs> yeah. Shame them. Yeah. Yeah. I might have to start doing that. But what, with that Hyde Park show, like, do you need to have a little band meeting before we go out and say, oh, guys, we're not going to cry. This is going to be great. We're all going to be great. We, we always do have a little conversation before we go on stage. We always hug each other and just sort of, scream at each other and jump up and down and get a bit silly yeah listen and this is very very exciting because now the album is out yeah what are the plans the plans are just to tour tour it 
massively. Where, and do, do we have locations yet? Can we can we reveal anything? Yeah, we're doing we're doing the UK, Europe, US. We're touring until basically the fourteenth of December. I think wow. that's when we fly back from the US. And then you just get to go home and chill out for a little bit. Yeah, well, probably. I don't know these days. How like because we again? I always ask this question as well. When you're you are gearing up for an album, when do you entertain the idea of someone going? So what about new music, guys? How do we feel about a second album? Mm. Do you just tell them to fuck off and leave you alone forever? Well, we've actually started writing for another thing at the moment. I don't know if I can say Elaborate, what it please. is. <laughs> is it an EP? Is it an LP? Mm don't know yet is it a collaboration with robert smith it's more music though okay we want to put more music out yeah. pretty soon yeah so. how how um effective i guess is when your music hits because obviously you know you've done crazy as far as online and streaming and all the rest of it mm-hmm. uh i think is it kiss was the one that got on 13 reasons why yeah the netflix show yeah does that generate a whole new audience I th- yeah it definitely does because that that program mm. was, and that series was really popular, mm. especially with our sort of audience, like young teens, older teens. Um, yeah, it just, because I've heard a lot of songs on like movies and series, and then I've gone out to check them out and become fans of them. Mm. So I, I definitely think it helps yeah. all musicians just getting your music out there in any way that you can. Mm. Unless it's like something that you really just don't like and <laughs> yeah. you don't want to be associated with. Yeah, yeah. okay. Well, so what is 2019 looking like then? I mean, you say you are going to tour the album. Mm-hmm. Um, is, it, is it just going to be more touring? Can we expect you back in Australia? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, I was talking with our team uh, yesterday and they said that we're going to come back. Be honest. Do you like Australia? I do. do you I enjoy It's just it? so far away. It's exhausting. Yeah. But I really do love Australia. Yeah. What's your favourite thing about us so far then? Be honest, please. This is a very open, everyone's, honest podcast. No, everyone's so nice here yeah. and welcoming. That's what I like. Are they not welcoming back home? Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are, definitely. Everyone's in good spirits yeah. all the time that I've talked to anyway. Yeah. Well, um, we're very excited to have you here and we'll be excited to have you back. Yeah. Uh, the album is out now. Spotify it, stream it, buy it, do whatever you got to do. Heather, <laughs> thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. We'll hope to see you back here soon. Yep, soon. Woo! <laughs>